Bismillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam tasliman kathira Alhamdulillah, we return back to the topic at hand Bahr al-Ra'ik fi al-Zuhdi wa al-Raqa'ik This book written and authored by Dr. Ahmed Farid The Ocean of Tranquility um, Towards um, Yani the Zuhd, which we spoke about, والرقائك, the softeners of the heart, and the health, the overall health of the heart, and the, the sincerity of the heart, as we have started to speak about, which is the first topic and the most important topic. And the author continues to speak where he says, فَيَنْبَغِي لِمَنْ أَرَادَ الْإِخْلَاصِ أن يقطع محبة الشهوات من قلبه. He says <coughs> that it is incumbent, it is important, it is an obligation for every believer, my brother and sister in Islam, that wants to have a pure intention with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to do his best and utmost to cut off and sever the different paths that overcome him with desire and that take control of his heart. <clears throat> because as Ibn al-Qayyim, he said, there cannot be two loves, and Ibn, uh, Ibn Taymiyyah, there cannot be two loves in the heart that dwell together and that live and reside together. It, it cannot happen, my brother. My sister in Islam, one love would be greater than the other love. And one love will overcome the other love. Subhanallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is or should have the pinnacle of mahabbah, should have the pinnacle of love. And the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the goal of the believer should be that his heart is overcome by the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is only then, my brother and sister in Islam, that sincerity can be present in its in its best quality. But when many different things have overtaken the heart, and the heart is desirous for that and loves that, as we remembered in the verse that we spoke about, زُيِّنَتْ لِلنَّاسِ حُبَّ الشَّهَوَاتِ That Allah has tested mankind by making different things desirous for them as a test for them. My brother and sister, we are here to be tested. Let us not forget that. And sometimes when we lose sight of that, we indulge and we overindulge in things. And we take, or should we say, that this dunya takes us as ransom. And we indulge in things that take us away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's why when we look into the seer, when we look into the biographies of our pious predecessors before us, you find that they refrained from indulging too much in this dunya. Obviously, taking the path of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's what they did. 
And remember that a zuhud, a zuhud, as we said, a zuhud is in the heart, not in the hand. Zuhud is to be free from the shackles of this life and the love of this life, but does not mean that your hand cannot be rich in this dunya. But it's the heart that needs to be free. The heart that needs to be rich of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and not attached to anything but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thus, this comment that the heart must break off from being shackled by the desires of this life. Because when you are shackled by the desires of this life, your heart, it, it, it becomes detained. It becomes a prisoner, a slave towards its master. The master would be anything that is desirous. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He tells us in the Quran, have you not seen the one that has taken himself as his Lord? Allah tells us in the Quran to show you that uh, yani, your own self can be uh, yani, uh, uh, a, a reason of, of, of shirk, a reason of association, a reason of insin- insincerity towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You worship yourself. Whatever you want, you take. Whatever you don't want, you leave. And the you know yourself has become a wall or a barrier between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. From the many different yani, ways that one can be enslaved. Subhanallah. And he says, And his goal should be, his goal should be that he is concerned about the day. What day? Father's Day? Mother's Day? Anzac Day? Uh, Year's Eve? All these different days? No, no, no. No. The day of judgment, my brother and sister in Islam. And he, he, يستغرق الهم and he it takes over him that he is concerned about the day of judgment he is concerned about the day of judgment subhanallah my brother and sister in Islam if we go back and we go over the events that would transpire that would happen on the day of judgment and we are believers. The six pillars of Iman. One of them is the belief in the day of judgment. Believing in the day of judgment should mean that you go and you... If I believe in something, and this is a, a, another dilemma, my brother and sister in Islam. Believing in something but not understanding it, not understanding its detail, not understanding what will transpire in that belief. A lot of people say, subhanAllah, yeah, I believe in the Day of Judgment. Tayyib, ya Habibi. If you believe in the Day of Judgment, do you basically or fundamentally understand what will transpire on that day? There's a reason why the Prophet ﷺ, he told us and explained to us about the different events that will happen on that day. My brother, it's a day that has greater horror inside of it. How can I be worried about the Day of Judgment? If I think the day of judgment is just a day, a day that will come and go, yallah, it will finish. I'll be judged, yallah, here. Yallah, 
I'll be accountant. I'll be asked about a couple of questions and tafaddal inshallah into Jannah. No. Standing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on that day where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be angry and never like that he'll be angry again. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the horrors that will transpire by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on that day. The sirat, the anxiety of the sirat, the severity of the sirat. Will I cross? Will I not cross? Will I crawl? Will I not crawl? Will I speed through it? Will I make it to the other side? Standing on Al-Qantara. My deeds will be weighed. Who have I spoken about? Who have I backbitten? Whose right have I taken? People falling into the hellfire. Hellfire being dragged. 70,000 chains. Every chain, 70,000 angels. Hellfire itself will eat itself up from its anger towards the disbelievers and the disobedient believers due to the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It would eat itself up. The hellfire would eat itself up, my brother and sister in Islam. The events that would happen, the people will be running around as if they are scattered moths, as if they are drunk, but they are not really drunk, but they are disorientated due to the severity and the horrors on that day. The young boy, his hair will become white from the fear the woman would drop her baby, will give birth to her baby automatically due to her fear. The mother and the father and the children will not know each other. No one will know each other. Nafsi, nafsi. On that day, my brother and sister in Islam, this is what brings sincerity. This is what brings a person to be sincere towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To hope to be shaded on that day where there is no shade, but his shade. This is what brings the sincerity in the heart. And I cannot develop that sincerity if I do not put that concern first. That concern that any day I will return back to Allah. My brother and sister in Islam... Every day that goes past you, a piece of you has gone. As Hassan al-Basri, he says, Rahmatullah alayhi wa radiyallahu anhu, every day that goes past you, a piece of you has gone, my brother. A piece of your timeline, a piece of your history, a day closer, is a day closer to your death, is a day closer to Allah, is a day closer that the angel of death has come close to you and is ready to Take your soul. كُلُّ نَفْسٍ دَائِكَةُ الْمَوْتِ Every soul will taste death, my brother in Islam. My sister in Islam. Make your, make your hum, make your fee, make your worry about the day of judgment. And before that, make your fear about that grave. Make your fear and your hum about the grave that you will enter. Look around us, my brother and sister in Islam. And this is a point to speak about. And if Allah gives us life, we need to address this. 
our Muslim brothers and sisters, Wallahi, the ones away from the path of Allah, we are killing ourselves. We are killing each other. Look at the news bulletins. For some reason, Muhammad or Mahmoud or Mustafa, when they remembered on TV, subhanAllah, it's related to a gun, and it's related to a murder, and it's related to some drug syndicate, and it's related to hundreds and thousands and millions of dollars that of drug money, and it's related to uh, yani, corruption, and it's related to, and it's related to brothers and sisters are taking the, the right of taking other people's lives for the sake of this dunya. My brother and sister in Islam, please listen. Your sons and your daughters are growing. Your sons and your daughters, they are becoming, they are the new generations. Watch out, be careful. Where your sons and daughters are going, who are they befriending? As the Prophet says, the person is upon the religion, upon his the religion of his friend. Yani, you are what your friend is. Look around what's happening. We need to understand that returning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was a great concern for the Prophet to the extent that he said in one hadith where he would he went past a grave or a burial and he was with the companions and the narration it says he shot through the companions like an arrow leaving them and they turned around to see him kneeling down next to a grave that had recently been filled with dirt and someone had been buried there and then the companions came close but to realize that the Prophet Tears, tears had taken over him and his beard had become wet and the floor had a puddle of tears and he advised the companions and he says oh my companions prepare yourself for a day like this prepare yourself for a day in a moment like this and subhanallah this is what we should be worried about, my brother and sister in Islam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahumma rizqna husn al-khatimah. Ask Allah to give us a righteous death. Subhanallah. For he says, the author, فَمِثْلُ هَذَا لَوْ أَكَلَ وَشَرِبْ أَوْ قَضَ حَاجَتَهِ كَانَ خَالِصَ الْعَمَلِ صَحِيحَ النِّيَّةِ وَمَنْ لَيْسَ كَذَلِكَ فَبَابُ الْإِخْلَاصِ مَسْدُودًا عَلَيْهِ إِلَّا عَلَى النُّدُورِ He says, the one obviously that he takes with these reasons and these, uh, uh, these asbab, he does his best to stay away from extravagant, desirous things in his life, doesn't indulge too much, protects his heart, does his best to make his heart drawn closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and love Allah, love the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fears, fears, 
loving everything in his dunya, feels the love of the dunya, hub dunya, and therefore kirahat al maut, and hating to return back to Allah, which, as the Prophet said in this hadith, is a result of hub dunya. He says the one that is concerned about the akhirah, then even if he was to drink and eat and do whatever he needed to do, then afwan, uh, the one that does not get concerned about the dunya and does not get concerned about afwan uh, does not get concerned about the akhirah, should I say, and has no great concern about the day of judgment and his end, then whatever he does, uh, uh, subhanAllah, the doors of ikhlas would be closed. The doors of ikhlas would be closed. وَمَنْ لَيْسَ كَذَلِكَ فَبَابُ الْإِخْلَاسِ مَزْدُودًا عَلَيْهِ إِلَّا عَلَى النُّدُورِ Again, my brother and sister in Islam, we need to look into our condition and worry about the state of our hearts. Is our heart taking the path of sincerity, worrying about Allah, worrying about the, is Allah happy with us? And is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepting our, our, our works and our amal? Or has our heart been taken by other desires and is has a different love inside. Then he continues here where he says, uh, he says, فَالَّذِي يَغْلِبْ عَلَى قَلْبِهِ حُبَّ اللَّهِ فَالَّذِي يَغْلِبْ عَلَى قَلْبِهِ حُبُّ اللَّهِ وَحُبُّ الْآخِرَةِ تَكْتَسِبْ حَرَكَاتُهُ الْإِعْتِيَادَةِ صفة همه وتصير إخلاصا والذي يغلب على نفسه الدنيا والعلو والرياسة فيها بالجملة غير الله وتكتسب جميع حركاته تلك الصفة فلا تسلم له عبادة من صوم ولا صلاة وغير ذلك إلا نادرا He continues here the author Hafizullah, where he says that and the one that his heart has been taken over by the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the love of the dunya, uh, the love of the akhirah, then his, his actions, they take a mold or they take a trait or they become used to doing something for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and it is turned into ikhlas. It is turned into sincerity. And it is turned into sincerity. But the one on the other side, the one that his soul becomes loved, or his soul loves and becomes used to loving the dunya, and loving leadership and loving to be known and loving to be praised by the people and loves the dunya what's in it so much and he loves everything except for Allah and he doesn't love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this way then all of his actions even even if they are ibadat 
even if they are salat and siyam and different actions and different worships, then Wallahu ta'ala alam, it is very rare, he says, it is very rare that they, his actions would be accepted with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And subhanallah, the author, he draws us to many different and many important points. How can I love everything in this dunya? How can I love everything in this dunya? And desire everything in this dunya? And run after this dunya? And my heart has become contained with this love? And then I claim to love only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It it cannot happen, my brother and sister in Islam. It cannot happen. When the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, كُنْ فِي الدُّنْيَا كَأَنَّكَ غَرِيبٌ be in this world as you as if you are a traveler or a person that is moving over a bridge or crossing a bridge should I say what is behind this parable or this example he's telling you be in this dunya let your heart be in this dunya as it is a stranger, or you are a stranger. What is a stranger? Define for me a stranger. A stranger is a person that comes and is strange because of his belief, and is strange because of his, the way he lives, and is strange because of the way he acts, and is strange because of the way what he says, and is strange because of what he likes and what he does. That is a stranger, my brother and sister in Islam. A stranger is someone that cannot do everything that the disbeliever is doing and that the dunya has created and erected. A stranger is someone is someone that finds it hard to live and be amongst the common folk and live their life and go out and come in and be here and be there. Especially in the West. Especially in the West. وَطُوبَ لِلْغُرَبَاءِ As the Prophet ﷺ, he says, الْإِسْلَامُ بَدَأَ غَرِيبُ وَسَيَعُودُ غَرِيبُ وَطُوبَ لِمَنْ لِلْغُرَبَاءِ Glad tidings are the ones that are strange. Glad tidings are the ones that are strange. And someone might say to me, subhanAllah, well, it's not specifically the case, or it's not generally the case. You can be a Muslim and not be strange. My brother and sister in Islam, that is not true. It doesn't matter of what level of Islam you practice, you will always be strange as a Muslim, as a believer. Even if you are Muslim by name, your name is Muhammad or Aisha, you are frowned upon, you are looked upon, you are given a stereotype. There is a stigma. There is a stigma because of your belief and the name that you possess, you will always be strange. And the stranger, according to the ulama, it has levels and calibers. And the more strange you become, the more strange you become. And the strangest of the strange were the prophets and the messengers. They were the ones that were calling to the haqq, and they were the ones forbidding the evil, and they were the ones staying away from al-muharramat, and they were the ones that were not walking and talking like the common folk. They were the ones 
as unfortunately, unfortunately today, a lot of the people going around with this uneducated understanding, claiming and labeling, practicing Muslims with names and titles as haram police. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. These ahkam, these rulings of halal and haram, they came down from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al-jabbar. If anyone is policing and has given us these rules and regulations, it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if anyone is the leader of the haram police, it is the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It is the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The rules and tools that we have today, they have come from him after Allah azza wa jal to us and his companions, radiallahu anhum wa ardahum. We are called Al-Haram Police. People are calling the believers, the ones that are practicing Haram Police. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. But when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala benefits us, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, that we worship Him upon an edge. When this, when good comes to us, we say, this is from Allah, uh, and this is from us, alhamdulillah. And this is from Allah. And when something bad comes, what is this religion? We don't need this religion, subhanAllah. My brother and sister in Islam, the author, he's saying that the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should be in the heart and from that sincerity will develop and from that sincerity, then the actions that come upon the limbs would be successful. The salat and siyam, wa zakat, wa qiyam, wa kiraat al-Qur'an, wa sadaqah, all the different actions that you bring forward to Allah, they branch, they branch from a pure stream, they branch from a pure root. And this is uh, yani, uh, the way of the believer, subhanAllah. <clears throat> for then he moves on to say he says فَإِذَا لِخْلَاسِ كَسْرُ حُضُودِ النَّفْسِ he summarizes here he says therefore after we have spoken about sincerity we summarize and say that ikhlas it branches from dominating and breaking and disciplining the soul. That's where it comes from. Disciplining the soul. Because he's relating and he's linking and dotting that we spoke about shahawat, we spoke about desires and this dunya and al-madah and the love of the people, love of the praise and going back to the first definition that it is what? To stay away from what people love and what they say and how they look at you and to worry about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You need to discipline the soul for that. The soul needs to be disciplined for that. That the nafs, it is not just a command, it is the commander. It is multiple 
أمارة على قصدي فعالة when something is constant constant always telling you wants you to do wrong you must discipline this soul my brother and sister in Islam for you to see the fruits of sincerity and other fruits of your actions subhanallah then he says الدنيا, and to cut off your eagerness and your greed for this dunya Greed, greed, my brother and sister in Islam, it's a problem. We are greedy for this dunya. We must be greedy for the akhirah. And that you should have a strong will. And your heart should have a strong inclination towards the akhirah, towards the hereafter. And your heart will then be filled and will be encompassed and taken over by that love and by that concern. And then, and then and only then, he says, الإخلاص. And then ikhlas will be made easy for you, inshallah. For my brother and sister in Islam, al-ikhlas is not an easy matter. Prerequisites must be anchored in order to take a path of sincerity towards Allah. I cannot say I am a sincere or I'm trying to be sincere and I have not put forward footsteps or put forward steps for me to get closer to Allah in all sincerity. The dunya must not overcome me in desire. Luxury must not be my ultimate goal. My busyness in this dunya and forgetting about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should not be first and that be second or third or fourth. For the Prophet used to always make the dua Allahumma la taj'al al-dunya akbar hammina. Oh Allah, do not make the dunya the greatest of our concern. Because my brother and sister in Islam, the reality is the dunya faniya. It is, it is absolutely, it is, uh, uh, yani, it is falling apart. It is destructible. It will end. And the Akhirah is an eternal abode. The Akhirah is an eternal abode. Fahi finishes and he says in this paragraph, وَكَمْ مِنْ أَعْمَالٍ يَتْعَبُ الْإِنسَانُ فِيهَا وَيَظُنُّ أَنَّهَا خَالِصَةً لِوَجْهِ اللَّهِ وَيَكُونُ فِيهَا مِنَ الْمَغْرُورِينَ How many people, he says, how many people, how many people will do many, many actions and come on the day of judgment and come on the day of judgment thinking that they are uh, yani they are sincere towards Allah but they will be deceived Allah kama hukiya an ba'du an ba'dihim annahu kana yusalli da'iman fi as-saff al-awwal he gives us an example here he says as it was narrated upon many people that they used to pray in the first rows in jama'ah 
They used to pray in the first rows in Jama'ah. And then one day, this individual, he was late to the Jama'ah prayer and he prayed in the second row instead of the first. And then he became, he became very shy and embarrassed that the people they saw him praying in the second row. How much this happens to us or to us today in different ways. He says, subhanAllah, then he understood and he knew, this individual understood and he knew that it had become, his love for praying in the first row had become because of the people and what they had seen from him. Or, to the bare minimum, it had been mixed with, it had been mixed with. And he had realized that there is a problem in his heart. The author is saying that it's very rare to find or to have that we do not fall into these situations. And a lot of us might be saying right now that subhanAllah, my brother in Islam, this happens regularly. And subhanAllah, are we in danger? It's not the case that Allah does not know it will not happen, my brother and sister in Islam. It's the case that we do not care. It's the case that we let this disease grow and we do not correct this intention. My brother and sister in Islam, intention would be uh, recorded or will be accounted upon its quality on the Day of Judgment. And the proof is what? The very modern hadith uh, that is a pillar of this religion that actions are by their intentions. The quality of your intention is with Allah. The percentage of your intention and its quality is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You will be rewarded upon that quality. But to leave this and not understand there's an issue, this is the direction or what we are concerned about. That we leave our intentions un, unchecked. Okay? We leave them unchecked. We think that we're okay. And then we end up on the day of judgment. Uh, and we are, as this verse it says, and I will leave you with this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says on the Day of Judgment, that or he's saying the people on the Day of Judgment would come. And what? It would be shown to them. And it would arise to them. And it would become apparent to them what they really, what they really, or what their, what their a'mal were really worth. And they realized that there was actually uh, not hasanat, it was sayyat. It was deeds that have become foul. 
and deeds that had become off and had become uh, uh, يعني, into sins with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah, the author has taken us into a journey uh, about a niyyah. We want to finish off where he says in he uh, remembers a verse or two where he says وَيَقُولُ تَعَالَى قُلْ هَلْ نُنَبِّئُكُمْ بِالْأَخْصَارِينَ أَعْمَالَ الَّذِينَ ضَلَّ سَعْيُهُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَهُمْ يَحْسَبُونَ أَنَّهُمْ يُحْسِنُونَ صُنْعَ سورة الكهف Every single Friday we should remember this verse. And this is another this is another dalil, uh, it's another proof to show us what would happen to people that think that their a'mal were correct for the sake of Allah. And we are relating this to sincerity. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Should we not notify you of the ones that their deeds would be from the unsuccessful? The ones that were misguided in this dunya, that were misguided there, that were misguided with their deeds, that were misguided with understanding how to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If it was from sincerity, it was if it was from how to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, al-bid'ah, the different innovations, if it was a shirk, if it was the different religions that thought they were upon the haq, wal-yahud, if it was if it was all these calibers of misguidance that thought their actions were for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they really believed, my brother and sister in Islam, they really believed in their hearts that they are upon the correct path, that they are doing the right thing, that their actions are sincere for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is very important because without alim, without knowledge, my brother and sister in Islam, we are all doomed. Without authentic knowledge, we are all doomed. My brother and sister in Islam, understanding how to correct one's niyyah and understanding how to correct one's sincerity can only happen by learning, by knowledge. By learning and by knowledge. And know that there is no deity, Lord, worthy of worship except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Knowledge. You have to believe, you have to you have to learn. Read and learn. By the name or in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one that's created. Learning. Seeking and asking and learning knowledge is a fard, is an obligation upon every Muslim. Coming on the day of judgment and thinking that you were doing good without pure clear knowledge would not be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unless Allah wants to clear your misunderstanding 
and you were given the wrong understanding, that's a different conversation. So this verse here is very important. الَّذِينَ ضَلَّ سَعْيُهُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَهُمْ يَحْسَبُونَ أَنَّهُمْ يُحْسِنُونَ صُنْعَةً How many people think that they are doing the right thing, my brother and sister? Many. But we do not learn or we do not understand that the path is not about what I think and what how I feel. It's about what had come to us mutawatiran, what had come to us in continuous authenticity from Allah, the Quran, from the Sunnah of the Prophet. And also, he says, <clears throat> that uh, another quote from Kitab uh, Al-Ihya where he says from the book Al-Ihya فَقَدْ ظَهَرَ بِالْأَدِلَّةِ وَالْعِيَانِ أَنَّهُ لَا وُصُولَ إِلَى السَّعَادَةِ إِلَّا بِالْعِلْمِ وَالْعِبَادَةِ فَالْعَمَلْ بِغَيْرِ نِيَّةِ عَنَاء وَالنِّيَّةِ بِغَيْرِ إِخْلَاصِ رِيَاءِ وَهُوَ لِلنِّفَاقِ كَفَاءِ وَمَعَ الْعُصْيَانِ سَوَاءِ وَالْإِخْلَاصِ مِنْ غَيْرِ صِدْقٍ وَتَحْقِيقٍ هَبَاءِ وَقَدْ قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى فِي كُلِّ عَمَلٍ كَانَ بِإِرَادَةِ غَيْرِ اللَّهِ غَيْرُ اللَّهِ مَشُوبًا مَغْمُورًا And here he says uh, from the book of Al-Ihya uh, where he says that it has been known to us through authentic, through authentic adillah. Again, we're speaking about, we're just speaking about ilm. We're just speaking about knowledge, adillah, ilm. Nothing comes to us except with authenticity, my brother and sister in Islam. That there is no, he says that there is no way, there is no path towards pure happiness, yani, in this dunya and in the akhirah, except with the ilm and Worship. Alam first. Al-ilmu. Thumma al-amal. And that we should know that al-amal without niyyah, that al-amal without niyyah is not accepted. Is not accepted. And it is absolute stupidity. Wal-niyyah bighayr ikhlas riyah. That aniyya and aniyya without yani having an intention for something but not making it pure for the sake of Allah, it is riyah. It is a type of showing off. And this is in comparison or in, in, in connection with hypocrisy enough. This is what hypocrisy is. And with sin, it is on the same caliber. And to have ikhlas without truth uh, and without affirmation is dust. Is dust. That is nothing. وَقَدْ قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى فِي كُلِّ عَمَلٍ كَانَ بِإِرَادَةِ غَيْرِ اللَّهِ مَشُوبًا مَغْمُورًا That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He tells us in this verse, what we have remembered in the past, وَقَدِمْنَا إِلَى مَا عَمِلُوا مِنْ عَمَلٍ 
فجعلناه هباء منثورا that on the day of judgment Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will look at in the way that befits his majesty would look at the actions of the people of the Muslims or of mankind in general and he Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will turn that into dust scattered dust my brother in Islam my sister in Islam the concept of ikhlas as a definition as an understanding I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it has been made clearer to you and the importance of a niyyah has been made clear or clearer to you inshallah the topic of ikhlas needs many lessons and needs many many days of practice in order to become someone that uh, tries to correct their intention these are the words of our ulama not the words of the speaker at hand but the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalalu and the words of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the words of his companions and the words of our salaf as-salih we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us benefit from these reminders and to make us act upon them Allahumma Allahumma li a'udhubika min ilmin la yanfah I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from knowledge that does not benefit us wa Allahumma zidna ilman nafi'ah we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us in knowledge that benefits that we can act upon we move forward inshallah in the next lesson to speak about some of uh, the examples of ikhlas that is not correct and it's cures and then we move forward into the uh, the reality of ikhlas and what is ikhlas where is ikhlas found how do we understand ikhlas as something tangible um, etc aqulu qawli hada wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum fastaghfiruhu innahu huwal ghafur rahim assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh